Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I am your host, Keith Koo. And today I'm joined by two special guests from NTT Data, Eric Clark, the Chief Digital Officer, and Chris Fitzgerald, the Chief Technology Officer. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And Eric and Chris are both out of Dallas. And since we're Californians, we're not going to hold it against them. So thanks again for being on the show. In tech news this week, a study from New York and Princeton universities have shown that people older than 65 share more fake news than any other age group. And what they said is, although it's 8.5% of all users on social media share a fake link to a fake news site, when we break it down by categories, it's out of that 11.5%, 8.5% are from users over 65 and only 3% from all other age categories combined. The FBI and the Department of Homeland Security have been reported to have done a raid on a Michigan-based science and tech center. Chris Bowden, the founder of the Geek Group, had made a statement that he has now since deleted that he was being investigated for commercially trading in cryptocurrency without the proper authorization. Now, we've talked about how Cryptocurrency is still a relatively new space. A lot of people who are dabbling in it don't always know what they're doing. And so this is just caution that really understand if you are unknowingly becoming a crypto trader. We had talked about bug bounties in the past, which is where companies like Apple or Google offer a big rewards for people to find flaws in their software that usually get exploited by hackers. Well, iOS, which is the Apple operating system, they just announced that they now have a $2 million threshold that white hat hackers can claim for some of their bug bounty programs. There was big news that Tribune Publishing and other news outlets had their printing presses stopped through malware. And this is something that if you apply this more to not just newspapers, but critical infrastructure, nuclear power plants, electric grids, that more and more organizations are increasingly becoming concerned with. And so always have the proper security audits and the right partners to check for those things. This particular instance with the Tribune Publishing was powered by Ryuk, a ransomware um, that's reportedly out of North Korea. And once it gets infected through a phishing attack, which is somebody clicking on an email unwittingly, it then permeates throughout the entire ecosystem. I will talk more about ransomware in this week's Cyber Tip of the Week. And are you tired of getting those unwanted spam ads and you see them in your browser when you're looking up things? Google, which owns Chrome, had piloted Uh, their browser to start blocking spam in itself. And they announced that by July of 2019, they will roll it out to every country that uses their software. And that's the tech news of the week. 
Eric, why don't you start off with an overview of NTT data? Sure. Thank you, Keith. So NTT Data Services is headquartered in Plano, Texas, which is just north of Dallas, Texas. And we're a division of NTT Data Corporation, which is a top 10 global business and IT services provider. We've got over 118,000 professionals globally uh, in more than 15 countries. That's impressive. Um, one One of the largest IT providers headquartered in Japan. So in terms of the sweet spot of what NTT Data does in the U.S. and North America, what do you focus on? Yeah, so we go to market by industry, um, and our big industries are healthcare, uh, financial services, manufacturing, um, and public sector. Um, but really what we focus on is innovation. Uh, NTT is you know, known as a global innovator, and we take uh, innovation very seriously. We've got a big focus and lots of investment around digital and cloud and security, and we try to be a leader in the industry. That's great. And that's certainly of interest as we're moving more and more into digital services as a community and an economy. And so one of the things I thought was great that NTT is doing is this open innovation contest. Uh, We had focused a lot last year on Call for Code, a global initiative um, started by David Clark Cause and a number of other leading companies on focusing on how to solve for climate change, natural disasters. But open innovation actually predates Call for Code. Open innovation's been around for quite a number of years uh, between Japan and North America and the globe. Uh, Chris, why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, thank you, sir. So it's really important, as we said earlier, innovation to us is a key part of our mantra. It's also about how we take and bring value from new companies, startups, new ideas, into the enterprise and into our customers. So for us, it's important to connect those various entities. And we've used the contest as one of our venues to do that. Uh, It's hosted every year in Japan and every other year in the U.S., so this is the first time in the U.S. But it's going to be live in 18 cities over the next couple of months, so it's not just North America and Japan. And it's really designed to create a link between startups, those that have new ideas, new topics, and the broader companies like an NTT data, and you create a platform for them to share that, not just for the winners, but for those who participate. So we also want to make sure they meet our venture capital partners, business partners, and customers as part of this contest. Yeah, when I was doing the review of the contest with you and the information out there, it almost felt like, you know, kind of an American idol for startups. Uh, But these are not just... (laughs) If, we kind of use the phrase "shark tank." Shark tank, shark tank. That's that's probably a better a better comparison. Um, so, I know we'll get more into the types of companies that participate in, but I wanted to go a little bit more into logistics because of the contest itself. Because I know that leading up to these eighteen regional events, there was a pre-selection process that was um, included in all that. Correct. Right. So we started out uh, last fall by publishing, and we'll talk more detail, kind of seven broad topical areas, areas that we feel, A, are interesting to our customers, because we started with kind of customer interest. What are the things they're looking at? Interesting to us. And then had some sub-areas that were very focused for the, uh, the North America. And we went out and solicited input for both companies in the, I'll call West Coast, 
and also East Coast. So we're hosting two of these, one in Menlo Park and one in Boston. Okay. Um, we had about 20 to 30 people who participated in that kind of selection. We reviewed them, aligned them, looked at various criteria, and down-selected kind of the top 10, which are the ones that will now come to our event in January in, in uh, Menlo Park and in February in Boston. All right. And is there any difference in North America between Menlo Park and Boston and in what the cities will be focused on? Yeah, there were a couple of different, I'd say, topics, and it wasn't so much from what were the invited topics, but depending on the companies that responded, we may have, for example, a little more healthcare orientation to the Northeast, a little more, I think, blockchain manufacturing orientation to the West Coast. Yeah, and that definitely makes sense in terms of the concentration of the companies in both those regions, uh, certainly on blockchain um, here in Silicon Valley and the healthcare-related topics out in the Northeast. And so will it be five companies and five companies out of the 10 that were down-selected? No, it's 10 and 10. Oh, 10 and 10. Great. Yes. So we started out with about 50, 60 total um, and, and brought down 10 and 10. Got it. So, so we will submit two champions for the grand finale from the U.S., one from the Boston event and one from California. So we'll have two champions out of the U.S. Great. And so what I want to do is take a pause because there's just a lot more to talk about. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, joined by Eric Clark, the Chief Digital Officer of NTT Data, and Chris Fitzgerald, the Chief Technology Officer. We're talking about open innovation, a contest that they hold globally on innovation itself. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at info at svin.biz. And we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Joined today by Eric Clark, Chief Digital Officer, and Chris Fitzgerald, Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data. And NTT Data is a division of NTT from the global IT service provider in Japan. And NTT operates in 50 countries around the world. Um, we were talking about the Open Innovation Contest, which has been operating um, globally in 18 cities with two cities, Menlo Park and Boston in the United States. So this week's question is related to what NTT is doing is we brought it up on the show before, what are the United Nations SDGs? SDGs stand for Sustainable Development Goals. There's 17 of them, and these are big, lofty initiatives the United Nations is sponsoring um, that takes trillions of dollars of investments, things like solving for poverty, climate change, hunger, education. And companies like NTT are related in that they have these technology solutions and innovation to address some of these problems. And so, Eric or Chris, I'd like you to go a little bit more into how NTT is working with the United Nations on these initiatives. So, appreciate that, Keith. So, as we look at innovation, one of the key focus of across the company is, is how do we drive impact in a positive way? And there's a couple of the 17 goals, if I may, I'll highlight that are probably really in our square in our focus. One of those is around good health and well-being. As, as we said earlier, we're one of the largest IT service providers in the world. So a large part of what we're trying to do is how do you provide health care to everyone, affordable health, 
How do you provide a quality of living? And so as we look at innovation, what kind of innovation may be around digital engagement, next-gen health can drive that piece as an example. Number two is around the area of sustainable cities and communities. So how do we do things such around smart cities using IoT that might make cities more safe? Okay, if you reduce the amount of driving and mileage based on more optimistic driving and routing, you can, in fact, reduce pollution and cost in that area. And I think the third one really is also then around the area of responsible consumption production. How do you look across the board on what you produce from the standpoint of either outcome or effectiveness for our customers to drive that? So in our open innovation contest, the criteria we use, one of those will be how does this drive towards those SDG goals to drive a more sustainable life? That's great. I, I think a lot of the world's problems does require innovative ways and solutions to figure things out. The example back to, because we just finished last year's call for code, we had a, uh, in, in North America, I was privileged to be driving the first North American um, call for code hackathon, and we did it at a 42, a free coding academy, uh, both in Paris and in uh, Silicon Valley here. And one of the finalists for the overall call for code came out of 42 um, Silicon Valley. And they had a solution that was all around wildfires, which was um, a big deal in Northern California last year, and now Southern California as well. So that's a very impactful way of tying in this type of a contest or initiative to get startups, and, and actually it wasn't limited to startups, it could be uh, corporate engineers as well, um, engaged into solving for these issues. And so the way that NTT's been doing it, again, NTT's had a contest that's been around um, many more years, tying it into what the United Nations and other groups need to have things solved for just makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad that large corporations are embracing that. Thank you. So what are some other things to think about in terms of open innovation, how it got started? I mean, we just talked about the tie-in to technology for good, but what were some of the initial thoughts when um, NTT, the parent company, and then NTT Data decided to, to jump into this? Well, there's a long history within NTT Group around research and development and driving things. And annually, we have a very large research and development forum that's open to customers in the industry around various areas. But what we realized uh, years back was we weren't getting enough of the small startups or kind of new companies out there to share and, and join with us. And that was, was more, we were too much inward out focused versus outward in. And the idea was how do we bring kind of those startups, people out there in the new industry, along some of the problems we thought were interesting and bring that to bear. And it kind of got incubated out of Japan and then kind of went to parts of the world and this year's head going to 18, you know, 18 countries, 20 cities, to really begin driving that connecting this community of startup companies with NTT Group and its partners and customers to drive change. So it's really become a very exciting way for us to reach out and keep current and drive innovation, but also provide a place for startup companies to have a corporate sponsor to help, in effect, think about the enterprise scalability and drive of these opportunities. I like what you said. I think that a lot of startups struggle with how do they break into a corporation. Um, I talk a lot about my experience when I was running vendor management at Cisco, but we actually did have um, a good way of qualifying up-and-coming startups to get through a pipeline to have their technology tested 
um, in how we did that. We also also had a, a, an M&A team that acquired a lot of companies. Um, so it's good to see how other large companies are addressing this need to continue to innovate. We use, in IT world, we use these terms, run the business and change the business. And it's always that struggle, how do you keep things running while you need to continue to innovate? And what are the innovation banks that are out there for you to do that? So that entity is actually comparing it to like a, a farm system in Major League Baseball. You're able to cultivate the next best players and then bring them onto the team, per se. Exactly. And you made a good point also, is, is we are also acquisitive in our nature. So there's a partnership part of it also, but as, as like you said, there's also a very active acquisition role that NTT Group plays and how you bring some of those things, not just in partnership to us, but as part of the family. It's a, it's a great point to also bring up as you're looking at these startups for your innovation bank. Do you both consider them for not just the contest itself, but for an acquisition target to serve your customers? Yeah, so we we look at them in several ways. So they potentially could be acquisition targets for us. We also have a group called NTT Ventures that could have an interest in investing and helping them move along to the next phase to where they can get to a point where they could potentially be an acquisition target for us. And we also introduce them to other venture capitalists in the community. So it's really great exposure for the, the 10 finalists in each city um, to have several opportunities for, for growth and investment. Plus, we connect them to customers. So it's not just us, but there may be something that we say, this isn't quite it for us, but one of our customers who will attend this session would say, I'd love to have a follow-on. So add to that fourth leg of the stool, our customer network. Yep, yep Exactly. That's really good insight. Um, I do mentoring at uh, several incubators and accelerators, and what you just described is how some of these accelerators and incubators act, but in your case, your self-contained ecosystem, which makes it a, a much more straightforward path for these companies that go through your process. Exactly. Once again, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, joined with Eric Clark, the Chief Digital Officer, and Chris Fitzgerald, the Chief Technology Officer. And... We are talking today both about NTT Data Services as one of the largest IT consulting groups in the world, but also their Open Innovation Contest, which is this process of encouraging startups to really test out their ideas around the world globally. So if you have questions or comments, you can email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. I'm joined by Eric Clark, the Chief Digital Officer, and Chris Fitzgerald, the Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data out of Dallas. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Earlier in the segment, I talked about the Ryuk ransomware, which affected companies like Tribune Publishing, where they could not print their newspapers. This was enabled through a either a phishing attack, which we've talked about, opening up emails and links you shouldn't do, or RDP, which is remote desktop. So the suggestion is to disable remote desktop on all your computers on your network. And if you can't do that, use a secure version of RDP which means that it will have um, security built into it and two-factor authentication so that uh, it cannot just easily be penetrated on your network. Um, the key here for Ryuk was ransomware, which is where the 
alleged North Korean attackers wanted to gain control of these systems, shut them down so that you have to pay a ransom to get control back. And speaking of ransomware, I'll be moderating a panel on ransomware with Elvis Chan of the FBI and Sean Bradstreet of the U.S. Secret Service at an event called Cybersecurity Summit Silicon Valley 2019. That's going to be on January 24th and will be at the Doubletree Hilton Hotel in San Jose. Other topics at the Cybersecurity Summit Silicon Valley 2019 will be incident response, incident management, how to protect yourself from corporate insiders, and in-depth sessions with some of the leading thought leaders in cybersecurity. There's an exclusive Silicon Valley Insider discount of $95 for admission with the promo code SVINSIDER. Normally, this conference is $350 a person, and I hope to see you there. For more information, come to svin.biz, and that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. So on today's show, we were talking about NTT Data, one of the largest IT consulting firms in the world, and how they have an open innovation contest, which is finishing up here in North America. Um, The finals will be January 30th in Menlo Park and in Boston, and I'll be at the Menlo Park event. This global contest is in 20 cities in 18 countries and covers a number of different verticals, which I'd like, Eric, you to go over the verticals that are part of the contest. No, it's great. So there's seven major topical areas, and they go from things such as healthcare, life sciences, financial services, insurance, payments, automotive, RPA, back office, storefront marketing, data distribution, and disruptive social innovation. And the interesting piece about that is, is within those areas, we then have a series of subdomains of specific topics that might be interesting. So, for example, the use of blockchain in the area of tracking parts in the automotive area is an example. Or in the area of healthcare, how we use virtual medicine to drive extended healthcare beyond the face-to-face world. Yeah, and so this ties into a question I was having is that how do these companies get found by you ordinarily without the contest? And then, and then how do they then get introduced to the contest itself? No, it's a great question. So a couple of ways. So we start out by leveraging part of our VC network in the various areas, Bay or Boston, uh, and early on began publishing out there with social media, et cetera, this event. And as he said, we've had this before. And then leveraging the community, reach out saying, here are the topics. We use the community saying, who do you know out there that might have those companies? And being we're going after kind of the startups, leveraging those various groups of VCs, et cetera, who do you know around these topics? They then push the links out to their various companies, their partners to say, if you're interested, here's the link. We then take that as a website they went to, and they respond back to saying, I'm addressing this challenge. This is the one I'm interested in. Here's who I am. Here's what I've got. We then review those against our criteria into how does it match the challenge? How does it match what we're trying to accomplish globally in the area, for example, of good health and well-being around SDG? How does it drive an innovative concept and narrow that down to the top 10? And then those are the ones that we down-selected into our finals for the 30th in California, and the first in Boston. Thank you for clarifying. And that's 10 finalists per city, and then one winner in in the United States, one winner from both Menlo Park and Boston, then go on to Japan for the finals. 
Correct. We do sponsor Depot 2. We'll go from the U.S., one for each, and, and we will provide the transportation, the housing, and funding to get that group to Japan for the event. Then the winner in Japan will get 30000 either dollars or in-kind support to help them innovate, drive, and connect their solution to the rider network. Yeah, that's an incredible opportunity. I think uh, beyond just the experience, the exposure that they're going to get in that setting is something that they don't ordinarily have access to. Yeah, that's exactly right, Keith. Um, They get exposure not only to NTT data, but they also get exposure to NTT Ventures, which is our group that looks at investing in startup companies. They get exposure to our merger and acquisition team. They get exposure to other venture capitalists in the in the industry, and finally, they get exposure to our clients, and and that's something that's very valuable to them. That's great. What is some of the success stories that have come out of this program in, in the last couple of years? So, so a couple of them, and one recently um, was a company called Psych Call from San Francisco. They were actually not the winner, but like kind of a grand finale choice award. They've now moved on to do kind of this, it's video uh, insurance claims processing inspection using video technology and AR. So they showed up there as part of the process, lined up with our insurance segment, and several of our PNC companies have said, hey, we're going to take that to the next series of proof point of, you know, proof of concept with us. Great. And is that insurance companies around the world from or from Hartford, Connecticut? Is that a network of insurance companies everywhere? Well, this started out by kind of, a, I'd say, the U.S. marketplace, was this example of this one. Okay. Um, there's other been ones, for example, though, around um, AI, which in fact has been more around other parts of the world. So some of it in the Boston, I mean, I mean in the um, European area, in Spain, you've had several ones around AI proof of concepts. So in some cases, the company may be from the U.S. and get tied to a different part of the world. The insurance one was actually a U.S. company got tied to U.S. insurance. Okay. And so in this case, a question I had was, What's the follow-up support once um, any company, the winner and the runners-up, go through the process? What kind of follow-up support are they getting? It's a great question. So a couple of things. One is, they're, as far as the, um, the ones who come out of the regions first, they're assigned you know, people from our team. So I've got people on my team who will help them prepare for the grand finale. So we're going to take our two winners and do everything we can to make sure that they have a chance to win in Japan. Then for the grand finale, there's actually a dedicated team of consultants that work on, okay, based on what they're doing, what acceleration things do they need? What help do they need? Is it in-kind help? Is it IT help, et cetera? And how do they work with in partnership through our businesses? That's over at least a three-month process to bring what they presented to reality. Then the fourth and final piece is, as that gets to be fruition, we take it back out to our clients and marketplace and say, hey, we've got these things and ideas out there we begin to line them up for discussions with our clients. And I think it's uh, something I need to mention is that for the Menlo Park event on January 30th and the Boston event on February 1st, the pre-selection is done. We're now talking about the actual finals. And that if you're a company that wants to get into this program, how would they do that for the the next time we, we run this? It's a great thing. So I think there's a couple of ways. One is, um, we will, again, probably launch this sometime next summer, begin sharing the program, but you don't have to wait. You don't have to have this contest to connect with us about innovation. Okay. You can say it one more time. Please reach out to us at the yeah. office of CTO at nttdata.com. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's great that there's the opportunity to still engage even if the formal contest or the next one isn't yet running. I think that gives a lot of startups the opportunity to get their you know name in the hat, so to speak, to get pre-qualified. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're, we're uh, very, very interested to see that innovation coming to us all the time. I have a number of companies myself that would probably um, jump at the chance. So it's good to know. Great. Great. We'd love to hear from them. So Eric, what were some of the contestants that you were looking for this go around? Yeah. So Keith, as a trusted global innovator, our primary goal when we run the NTT data innovation contest is to identify companies that will kind of land us what we call the triple win or the triple crown. So we're looking for companies that give us um, a win for the startup a win for NTT data, and a win for our clients by creating a business solution that we can put into the market that helps bring something new and beneficial for society and for business. So the bigger resonance with NTT data's products and services, and the the higher the evaluation. And therefore, we want to identify solutions that align with NTT data core digital solutions in areas of customer engagement, intelligent automation, data intelligence, IoT, and cloud. So actually, we already know the 10 finalists that are going to be competing on the 30th in Menlo Park. So when we get back, we're going to have Chris talk about those 10 finalists, learn a little bit more about them. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svi.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. I'm joined today by Eric Clark, who's the Chief Digital Officer, and Chris Fitzgerald, who's the Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data out of Dallas, Texas. And they're part of the parent company, NTT, the global IT services for Meta Japan. We've been talking about their Open Innovation Contest, this program designed to identify up-and-coming startups in areas such as healthcare, automotive, financial, and RPA, or robotic process automation. It's a contest they've conducted over several years, and their finals for the U.S. are are in Menlo Park on January 30th and in Boston February 1st. And in our last segment... Eric had just mentioned that we already knew who the 10 finalists are for Menlo Park, and Chris was going to go into a little detail about each of them. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and share about our 10 finalists here in Silicon Valley? Sure. Thank you, Keith. So, I'm going to share a couple of them. So, one of them is a company, for example, that's called Filament. This is a company that is one of their solutions has developed a chip that can be connected into cars using blockchain technology to help track parts and therefore to help the automobile manufacturing track parts, wear and tear, repair work, and so forth, and also managing things like recalls, et cetera. And they'll demonstrate part of that in the connected car, and they're already talking with companies such as VW, BMW, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Another company, for example, a company called Spinago out of, Silicon, out of Santa Clara. They're a security assurance company. They'll begin showing us how do you look at assuring across the entire IT life cycle that what starts comes out the end of it. Another example is Motionloft out of San Francisco, who looks at real-time vehicle and pedestrian data to help the whole smart cities. How do you optimize traffic patterns, people flows, et cetera, 
to lower the cost, time, and financial, and in fact, ecological impact of people. And then one more example out of Redwood City is a company called Shift Mobility. They're looking at how do you create a connected service network for blockchain? How do you create a much larger ecosystem for blockchain that isn't just private? So those are a couple of the samples, Keith. Yeah, those all sound like really great ideas. And back to what we talked about early in the show, not only is the contest to identify startups, but it's really to leverage your ecosystem, NTT Data's ecosystem of partners, venture capitalists, and customers as well. So all these companies have that potential, correct? That's right. Absolutely. So, and all of them will have a chance to pitch to and get feedback from not only our judges, um, but from venture, venture capitalists that will join as well as our NTT Ventures Group and our NTT M&A team, as well as our clients that will be in the room participating. So it's, it's really like NTT Data on Shark Tank. Exactly. That's exactly right. So uh, which one of you is Mark Cuban or Kevin O'Leary or one of the others? <laughs> We're having that debate. We haven't decided yet, Keith. <laughs> um, do you both judge this contest? No, I, I don't. But but this year, you know, we have different judges across each of the 20 cities and, and 18 countries that we're holding these contests in. And in the Bay Area on the, the Menlo Park event on January 30th, um, we will have uh, several judges, and those judges will include uh, my colleague that's here with me, Chris Fitzgerald, our, our CTO, as well as um, uh, leaders from NTT in Japan, in addition to uh, Silicon Valley venture capitalists, uh, uh, Rakesh Sud from Sud Ventures, and Ajay Chopra, from, who's the general partner at Trinity Ventures. So we've got a pretty distinguished panel that will be doing the judging in, uh, in the Menlo Park event. And then I'm also going to Boston, so we have continuity between the two events. So I'm a judge also of the Boston event, along with the folks from Japan. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense to keep that continuity, as you said. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up again was that earlier in the show, we had said that this is the finals for the United States that will then go to the finals in Japan. But if you're a startup that want very interested in this program, you don't have to wait. You can go to the NTT data site or actually, better yet, you can email officeofcto at nttdata.com to get considered for this program. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and also, if you're interested in, in attending the, the event on January 30th, uh, go ahead and reach out through the same email address, and, and we'll let you know if uh, we can accommodate. Great. So that's, again, if you want to apply for the next program or you want to attend the Menlo Park event on January 30th, use the office of CTO at nttdata.com address. If you missed that, you can always email us at info at svn.biz. So Eric and Chris, with just the last minute we have left, what's the call to action? I think there's two things. It's, it's One is it's really important for us to keep and support kind of this innovation community and to drive change. You know, as you said earlier in the program, Keith, it's about how you take innovation and disruption and make it enterprise ready and bring it to the network. So I kind of a call to action is, is reach out, engage. Often companies think about, well, how do I get tied to the big companies, the big guys out there? As Eric said earlier, we kind of bring you the four sides of it. So please reach out to us. Right. And I think that's the awesome part of what NTT Data is doing, is that here's a very large company that is reaching out to startups 
to cultivate that innovation and disruption that often occurs. And so once again, Eric and Chris, thanks for joining our show today. Love to have you guys back on sometime. Thank you. We'd love to join you again. And look forward to seeing you in Menlo Park. I look forward to being there. So once again, listening to Keith Koo, Silicon Valley Insider, with Eric Clark, the Chief Digital Officer, and Chris Fitzgerald, the Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data. Any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 